Learn from stars and heroes of the Dubai business world. Welcome to the Dubai Business Podcast, produced by Jayid. Now, here's your host, Lucas Krejci. You know where's the best place to hide a dead body? On the second page of Google search results, because no one ever goes there. Well, this SEO joke is probably a decade old, but still valid. Tell me one thing, Dubai business owners. How is your website doing in terms of traffic from Google search? If you don't know, or you're too shy to say it out loud, then tune in to this conversation with Mazin Alou from WebQuest. When I met Mazin for the first time, I remember he said, I demystify SEO. And I would say even years after that, he still has a lot of work to do. There's so much crap about SEO, so many fake gurus and experts talking about the first position that you might sometimes feel that SEO discipline hasn't really changed in the last 10 years. But it would be far from the truth. Mazen put together a business owner's guide to SEO that you can find on his website. And in this conversation, we will go through the main things you as business owners should consider when it comes to SEO in 2020. Mazen, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Lucas. Pleasure being here. Uh, we're speaking about SEO for small businesses today. And uh, probably since I started learning digital marketing like 10 years ago, I've been hearing that SEO is dead or SEO is dying. So given you're still here, uh, you're still uh, doing SEO, I guess it's still surviving, right? Oh, absolutely. I've been doing this for seven years and every year we hear something along the lines of SEO is dead and artificial intelligence is coming and SEO is no longer important, etc. But no, it's more important than ever. Um, it's a fast uh, changing place. Um, there's always something new to learn, but by far it's not dead. I see. So how, how did uh, SEO evolve in those seven years? Because definitely it's a different discipline today than what you were doing seven years ago, right? Uh, absolutely. So, oh man. Um, so seven, eight years ago, um, simple basic things used to work. Um, something like commenting on forums used to work. Uh, stuffing your page with the same keyword many, many times used to work. Um, focusing or not focusing on mobile, just having a desktop uh, website used to work. Um, having a slow website used to work. All this are things that changed in the last few years. So uh, Google is focusing on mobile uh, first. Uh, so the, the website has to show up as a mobile or evaluate, they evaluate the website as a, from a mobile perspective first before they evaluate it from a desktop. And they've cut a long way through fighting spam. So all these tactics of stuffing your website with uh, the same keyword overs and writing like for a machine instead of writing for people, um, hiding text, etc. All this doesn't work and in fact can actually hurt, mm. hurt the website more than anything. So it came a long way. Um, and we see now more and more machine learning coming in. Um, so Google as an engine learning on its own how to analyze content, how to serve better results, et cetera. So yeah, we've seen, we've seen a lot of changes and I expect that the changes will just pick up and become faster and faster in the coming years. I can imagine. So how would you define SEO in 2020? Um, SEO basically is um, the effort for uh, somebody managing a website or a business owner or a digital marketing, marketer to help a website show up 
um, on searches that are relevant to what the website offers um, in terms of products or services, or even just information. Um, what matters maybe more in 2020 in the, in the uh, direction Google is moving in is uh, becoming, Google is becoming really good at understanding intent, understanding what you as a searcher want when you type in a few numbers of keywords, right? Are you looking for information or are you looking to reach from point A to point B? Or are you looking to buy? Um, or are you doing your research? So they're getting better and better at analyzing intent. And it looks like we're heading in that direction. So it's no longer just a string of words. It's understanding the meaning behind those words. Okay, uh, are we heading to a direction that um, what we're probably seeing in SERP more and more that Google is sending less traffic actually to websites that he's able to like answer many of those queries on their own? Yeah, it is a point of discussion in the SEO world is um, uh, the percentage of traffic leaving a search result page is definitely dropping. Why? Because Google is providing the answers on the search result page itself, whether that be through quick answers or, you know, you have the people also ask section where you expand it and then you see the answers under that or providing the videos directly on the search results. So yes, um, uh, we see this as a trend where Google is trying to keep as much uh, attention as possible on a search result page, but it also differs on the intent behind the search. So some, some kinds of searches, you see that percentage very high. Other types, you see it very low. Um, and also the language matter. Again, the English being the dominant language on the internet, um, Google is much better under understanding uh, English. But when you look at other languages, it's not the same percentages. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. Uh, now, from business perspective, uh, would you say that SEO is for everyone? Basically, any company should think of SEO, and uh, it should be kind of on their plate. Or is there something specific to it? Um, I think it's an important channel that you cannot ignore. So, if you have a website, sooner or later, SEO will be a strong contributor to the traffic on your website. Now. I understand that prioritizing it is a question of um, internal priorities, uh, marketing, what do you want to focus on first? Absolutely. But on the long run, sooner or later, SEO will prove to be a good marketing channel. And the quality of um, inquiries or, or purchases, depending on what you do on your website, the quality of traffic that comes in is good because people reach your site through a search. What that actually means is that they took the first step in looking for what you are selling or offering. So they have that interest or intent in buying what you're, what you're offering or maybe reading the content that you have. Um, that's why traffic coming in from search is good traffic because the intent was there. Now, I fully understand as a startup, your priorities are somewhere else, but that doesn't mean that you don't put in the basics so that maybe six months, one year, two years down the line, you come in and you don't start from scratch. You have some basic fundamentals in place that can help your website. Are you looking for learning something new while working from home? Sign up to one of our digital marketing workshops. In a few days, you can learn how to launch Facebook and Instagram ads or how to advertise your business in Google search. Head to jai.co to find out more. You're listening to the Dubai Business Podcast, produced by Jayid. 
I think you hit the nail on the head with the startups because they're, uh, especially with startups, we see a lot uh, that they're kind of relying on the paid traffic because they need to scale quickly or they aim to scale quickly and they're saying, okay, SEO, that's a long run. We don't have time for that. They need to show the numbers to VCs and uh, get the seed investment, get the A investment, whatever. Uh, what would you say to that? Is it like, is there too soon to start with SEO? Is there too late to start with SEO? Um, I think it, it has to be somewhere in the marketing mix. Um, the question becomes, do you give it a low priority 2% attention or a high priority 50% attention? That that really matters on a lot of other factors internally. I think you should not ignore it from the start because, it, as I said, um, as your website builds up and the brand builds up, that automatically starts growing with time. So I think it's important to look at, to plan for and incorporate into an overall digital plan, um, but not ignoring it. It's, I think, yeah, it'll, it'll come back and help in the future. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you have maybe like some hint how I can recognize that uh, for my business, SEO is the channel which should has the priority? Um, I mean, the, the way to start is to look at um, what is it that you're selling? Um, what, it, what kind of searches are happening around that? Who are your competitors? Uh, there's a number of tools that you can use online that can give you an estimate in terms of um, what's out there, like estimated traffic, estimated value of that traffic, how competitive is the space? Is it too competitive or not? Um, in the spaces where there is not a lot of competition, it might be worth going after uh, after it from an SEO perspective. You could reach top ranking positions in, in a few months versus a few years. So um, I'd say evaluate where you stand, um, some of the tools include, for example, SEMrush, Ahrefs, Moz, etc. There's quite a few of them, um, but they help at the end. They help you get an idea of that landscape, right? What's out there, um, the demand for your for your services or products, who are you up against, etc. Okay, so kind of considering the competition, considering probably the volume of searches are the two numbers maybe I can try to try to look at if I'm trying to, let's say as a business owner, decide if uh, I should now focus on SEO or uh, rather on other channels from the beginning. Uh, yeah, so I, I, another, another point I would add there is if your website is brand new versus your website has been up and running for some time and you decided to take a look at it right now, there's a big difference. So if you're brand new, I'd say leave SEO until uh, six months or one year after once your website has been up for some time. Um, the best advice I can give under that situation is to produce content on a somewhat regular basis, like put out some blogs once every month or two even. Um, but that helps if you're brand new. If your website has been up for some time, um, it's very interesting to see what kind of searches your website shows up for. Um, and that you can do through a free Google tool co called search, Google Search Console. So you just need to configure this once um, and it shows you what kind of searches the website comes up for. Um, and therefore you can gauge and see how well you're doing, right? It gives you the average ranking, the, the volume of these searches on a daily or, or, or monthly or weekly basis. And you can see if this is something that you want to build on or not. You can also understand 
how Google understands your website, right? Um, if you are a website that sells books and suddenly you're showing up for all types of cars, something is wrong, right? So, so yeah, you, you get a very good idea of where you stand with that tool and, and it's important to have it from the beginning. So yeah, Google Search Console will, will give you that little bit of an insight there. Okay, perfect. We will link all those tools uh, we're mentioning. We'll link them in the episode show notes so everyone uh, everyone can find them there uh, and we'll try to guide you uh, where to find it. Uh, now, let's focus on, uh, on a small business. Let's say I'm owner, business owner of a local business. Chances are SEO might sound too technical for me, uh, but at the same time, chances are every day I'm receiving a message from some SEO ninjas offering me their amazing services of few backlinks or stuffing the keywords into my website as you said uh, because these messages are still coming every day uh, from various uh, various people so how do i navigate in it as a business owner what do i do to kind of you know not take the bait and uh, yeah do it in the right way even even i get those messages almost every day too <laughs> so <laughs> um i think uh so anybody who promises you uh, as a business owner, promises you first page in two weeks is an immediate red flag. Um, anybody who promises you or guarantees you a position uh, on a Google search result page in a specific time frame is a red flag. Why? Simply because nobody controls the search engine. Like Google controls the algorithms and the third, and it decides who goes on first, second, third. Nobody else does. And anybody who claims to be able to do that. Um, is probably doing spam. Um, in a lot of cases, this might work on the short term, but it'll come back and really hurt the website on the long term. So I think that's the 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 primary <laughs> primary way to filter out uh, those things. The second thing is I would say have a conversation, ask for some sort of um, guidance. What do they see on the website? Um, uh, where do they see the site standing, et cetera. So something that we do is I like to do like a discovery call with a client or with any potential person who has a website saying, all right, this is what's working. This is what's not. This is what I see happening. This is why I expect um, to fix and how long uh, it takes for that to fix, et cetera. So again, it's just honest advice, unsolicited advice, but have that conversation with whoever it is and based on that conversation, you can judge, are they trying to sell you something unrealistic or are they being very realistic with what you have? Yeah, I think this is a good practical tip, guys. Let's repeat it. If someone will come and promise you from SEO some guaranteed positions in a very short time or in any time be speaking about the first position in the first place, probably that's a big red flag that you're not really speaking to yeah. the right person. Yeah. Yeah, just remember that nobody controls Google. So how could they guarantee a position? It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, like the question of personalized results, right? Where I have you as a, as a first position doesn't mean that the rest of the world would have uh, this problem. Okay. Uh, where where do uh, where can I start as a business owner with SEO? So you mentioned, for example, implementing Google Search Console on my website should be something I could do, for example, at the beginning when I'm launching the website together with Google Analytics, just put there the Google Search Console. Uh, what can I do as a, as a business owner on my own as well without doing too much harm? Okay. Um, so again, I want to separate uh, a business owner who's just starting versus a business owner who um, has a website that's been up and running for some time. So for somebody who's just starting, I say, 
um, make sure that you choose a, a, an easy platform, um, something like WordPress or, or Squarespace, et cetera, and not a custom built platform, because if it's custom built, you're basically tied to the developers who, who built it for you. So if they, their company dissolves or they travel or they're no longer around, you're really stuck and can't, can't do anything. But if you have a, a common platform like WordPress or Squarespace or any other, that's easy to transfer to another developer uh, who can pick it up from there and go, or you can learn on your own how to do it. It's not that difficult. So one is choosing the right platform. Um, the second, I would say, set up your, um, your measurements. So Google Analytics, signing up for Google Analytics, signing up for Google Search Console and having those configured um, from the start really helps you down the line. Um, thinking about the structure of your website, thinking about the language that you will use on the website, um, tying in that into the, the uh, target audience that you want to sell to, uh, putting in unique content. So going to a website, copy, pasting, whatever they have and putting it on your own does not work. <laughs> um, it'll, it, it won't get you anywhere. Um, you might even be uh, chased for plagiarism on the internet. I've seen that happen. So, so yeah, mm -hmm. just think about those from the start, I would say. For somebody who already has a website that's up and running, Again, make sure that you have ownership of these accounts. Um, you as a business owner, um, own your domain, own your hosting, own your Google Analytics. It's surprising how many cases I come across where the business owner doesn't know who has access to their backend or who has access to Google Search Console and et cetera. So make sure as a business owner, you have those um, set up Google Analytics as soon as possible, Google Search Console as soon as possible. The point is these tools collect data from the moment you set them up. Um, and if you, if you don't wanna do SEO now, that's fine, or any other digital marketing, that's fine. But the point is when you decide to do it anytime in the future, that historical data is very valuable. It comes in and it helps you make better decisions. So the sooner you configure that, the better you're off in the future, whether you wanna do it now or later, but having that data is very helpful. Yes, you can then do informative decisions, not rather like starting from scratch, even yep. a new website was running two years, but uh, you didn't employ Google Analytics, so you're starting from zero again, yep. right? Because you have yep. no data, no information. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Okay. And those are free to set up. There's no payments whatsoever. They're just free to, to put together. Yeah, I felt uh, like the source of hesitation is usually like, okay, I don't want to invest in marketing now, or I'm starting slowly, or let's say the e-commerce uh, website is just a small part for our business and we have our brick and mortar store so we don't really take it that seriously so why would we do it uh, but as you said it's free it's uh, pretty easy to implement and there's no harm in having it uh, later someone will come and start helping you they will have the data on the, in their hands so it will definitely get things uh, working faster absolutely Absolutely. Yep. But Mazen, you mentioned uh, two important things uh, in in kind of uh, in your list. First is speaking uh, or thinking of the language you're gonna speak on your website. Uh, not many companies really think about that. What's the language we're speaking uh, to our customers on the website? So, what do you mean by that? Um, 
I think, yeah. So I think when you put content on your site, right, on your homepage, you have something that says who you are, what you do, what you offer, what kind of services, etc. Um, and this is definitely something that will change over time and that you will refine as you go. Um, but I think just taking a few minutes to take a step back and think about if you're providing a, a product or a service, think about who's going to buy that product and service, right? Um, what demographics, you know, are they males? Are they females? Are they families? Are they businesses? Are they individuals? Are they, uh, you know, business owners, um, a mother at home, etc. Once you have a good idea of who your client is or who their client could be, then you can formulate the text as if you're talking to them. And that does help with the conversions um, that lowers the bounce rates, that meaning when people come to that site, your target audience comes to that site, they can see that this site actually resonates with them or talks to them or provides them a service um, or a product that they want. And I think a lot of times websites, uh, especially at startup stage, miss that. Um, so it just takes, a, it, it takes probably just an hour or two, just take a step back and think about that and then formulate the content based on that thought. I think it's, it's quite important. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it will change one or two or three years down the line, but at least moving in the right direction when you start. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes what's missing is the like picture of the person on the other side of the screen, like the customer who will be who will be reading these things, and we don't really realize like, okay, who is that person and how would I talk to this person, right? Uh, like only in last two weeks, I had one consultation with an e-commerce who's selling fashion, streetwear fashion to young people and then with a legal company. Definitely these two cannot speak the same language on the website, but very often like they do because we just put whatever text, just put some fancy tagline, say uh, two pages about the history of our company and uh, we consider it done. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Second important thing uh, you've mentioned a few times already is uh, is content. Obviously, trendy topic last five years or so. Uh, content is a king, queen, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. Uh, how do we how do we work with that? If uh, again, I'm a small business, I don't have a copywriter, I don't have an army of people who could write the content. Maybe writing is not really my thing. How do I approach this thing about content? Um, very good question. Um and difficult to, to, or not difficult, but tricky to handle. I think um, first and foremost, to, uh, let's understand that one, one important aspect uh, from an SEO perspective is how fresh is a website or how often do they paste, uh, put up new relevant or important content. Um, uh, and, this, and when we say content, it's not necessarily written content. It can be images, it can be videos. It depends on really what you do as a business. So for example, um, we work with a, with, a, with, a, with a clinic, right? So they put up a lot of videos explaining the different processes and procedures and the expectations, uh, possible side effects, how to prepare, etc. It's useful content for their target audience, right? It's nothing's written. They just record the actual persons in the clinic, record the, 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 their tips, their, their process, their procedures, what to expect, etc. And then they put it up to their, on their website and share it on their social media. So that's one aspect. Um, another 
for example, another uh, company we worked with uh, is, a, is a, a photography studio. So the kind of content they put up are a lot of images. Now, of course, you can explain under, under them, so these are corporate images or family images, et cetera, but their content is visually heavy. Um, another kind of uh, content can be written. So for example, if you're a restaurant, you can share your recipes. For this, you have your instructions and you can have a video. Um, so I think that's one aspect is, is defining what kind of content is useful for your target audience. That's, that's the first thing. Um, and then using the, the, the medium. Um, a good tip I can give here is a quite useful tool that I started using uh, some time ago. Um, I don't enjoy writing a lot. So what I do is I have a text to speech um, tool. So I can actually talk into my phone or talk into a, a laptop and then the tool is, is really good. It's called Otter, O-T-T-E-R. Um, so uh, as you said, we'll, we'll put it down in the links. But what this tool does is it takes my speech and converts it all into written text. Um, and the next thing I know is once I dump all my ideas into, um, into this uh, uh, tool, I have a few pages of written content. Um, all I have to do after that is take it and then start playing around with it. So formatting it, making it look pretty, put in the paragraphs and headers, et cetera. But 60, 70% of the work is already done and I didn't have to type anything, you know? So, so there's, yeah. So there's quite a few tools out there that can help from that aspect as well. Yeah, and I guess not every article on our company blog on, on our website has to be a book, right? Or has to be a novel. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes we over-engineer these things or we see them as over-complicated, I believe. Uh, or even from my experience, like uh, it's more often about like, okay, let's go and do it somehow. It doesn't really need to be long, uh, super long article with perfect uh, structure, English, even yeah. whatever. 100%. So I had that block myself where you think it has to be perfect. You think it has to be too long, etc. I say the first, the best advice I give is just start, you know, start with a 500 word thing. Um, and then you'll figure out as you go, as you do this a few times, you become better and better at it. And that, that mental um, block or that mental goal becomes easier and easier to, to achieve. Um, just start. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, uh, specific again to small businesses. Uh, what do you see nowadays as the most common problems in SEO? Um, I think the, the lack of understanding of what it is um, is a very common problem. Um, so I would say, yeah, choosing, I highlighted this before, choosing the right platform when you start. Um, something like WordPress I think is excellent. Uh, something that's easy to find uh, other developers in case you get stuck is important. Uh, something uh, uh, crucial is that you as a business owner own all your accounts, own the domain name, own the WordPress, own WordPress, and you as a business owner grant that access to whoever needs it. I can't stress how important this is. Um, other aspects is I've seen um, for some reason uh, business owners think that stuffing or writing for machine keyword stuffing or writing for machine works sadly it doesn't anymore uh the best advice i could say is write as if you are writing to a human and and it that's will not work. sadly that, that's a good thing <laughs> it, no, the sad part is uh, there's quite a lot of this out there um so yeah uh so yeah definitely 
take this into consideration. Um, think that you know Google or search engines want to get to a point where they understand things as a human would. So that's where they're going. So if you start from now writing in that direction, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah, and I think this is super important because I feel that SEO get to the point or many business owners understand SEO that it's something like I need to hack Google or I need to win over Google, right? Rather than trying to understand that what Google is trying to do is to make it nice and easy for its users and Google's trying to think as its users so if I think as my audience, if I know the audience, if I know what they're searching for, if, or if I know how they're speaking, then that's, that's enough. I don't need to hack anything, right? Sooner yep. or later, Google will start appreciating this. Absolutely. I think the, um, the key point here I can mention is for us to understand who Google's client is. So Google's client actually is the searcher. It's you and me when we search. So Google's objective is to serve its client, the searcher, by providing the best result. The best result has to be something that's good for me as a human, not something that doesn't make sense for me. So um, yeah, once you realize, make that realization is that the searcher is Google's client and they're working towards helping that person, that searcher, the best that they could, that means that you have to provide the most accurate information, the fresh kind of information, things that would help the user, and Google will pick up on that as it goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great, glad we, glad we mentioned it because like these things are still flying, uh, flying around. Now, yeah. in the end, maybe a harder uh, topic or something harder to grasp. Uh, how do I measure SEO? How do I know that this effort is, uh, is working for me? What do I look at? Okay. Um, the key here is to have the right measuring tools in place. Um, and I mentioned uh, Google Search Console and, and Google Analytics because they're, they're free. There are a number of other paid ones, but at least those are good enough to start with. Um, so if we're looking at Google Search Console, Google Search Console helps you see what kind of searches your website is showing up for. And what you want to keep an eye here is the the, the searches that have to do with your product or your service, right? So if you're selling SEO services, you want to show up for SEO services. Um, you will see that you're showing up for your brand name, right? But that's a given. Like people who, who search for your brand name know who you are and simply want to find your website or your contact information. What's more important to pay attention to is um, searches that have to do with the products or services that you sell. So with on Google Search Console, you'll be able to see that. You'll be able to see its progression as you reach, uh, you know, the second page, the first page. So that's one thing to, to pay attention to is how are you moving under that topic and all the questions and related searches under that topic. The other aspect is looking at Google Analytics. So Google Analytics tells you what's happening on your website. Um, from a user interaction perspective, right? So once people come to your site, you can see how much time they're spending on the site, what pages they're looking at, how they move from one page to the other, what parts of the world they're coming from, et cetera. So many information about users once they're on your site. But what you can also see is where these users come from. Are they coming from social media? Are they coming from email campaigns? Are they coming in from search? So what to pay attention uh, to from an SEO perspective is that search channel, 
right? How many users are coming from search and is that growing over time? That's the two on high level, those, that's the two things that you can measure. Of course, there's a number of paid tools that you can use to track certain keywords and ranking in different parts, uh, mobile versus desktop, et cetera. But at least on a basic level, on a free level, you have these that you can use as well. Mm -hmm. Should I focus only on the traffic or should I look also on the conversion side of things? So traffic is, uh, with SEO, traffic is the efforts to get people to your site. Conversion is once they're on your site, are they doing what you want them to do? And now this becomes, you have to put on a different hat um, than uh, trying to bring them in. So yeah, absolutely, you need to look at conversion um, and break down conversion into many aspects. It could be conversion per channel, per device, per demographic, etc. But it's also important to see what's happening or to try and understand what's happening because you might have some issues that you're not aware of. So I remember a case with a client um, that conversions for mobile were not as good as expected and were not as good as uh, desktop. But when we dug into it, we found that for a certain series of iPhone, the, the, the website broke. So it didn't perform properly under those series. There's no way for you to pick it up if you're only testing on desktop. So you can dig a little bit deeper into these kinds of uh, information analytics inside Google Analytics and see what's happening on a more nuanced uh, detail and break it down. But absolutely, you should keep an eye on conversion. Yeah, I'm asking probably because of my PPC background where in paid <laughs> search, uh, you might be acquiring traffic, but if you do it in the wrong way, let's say you're acquiring a lot of traffic, but if the traffic is not converting eventually, then uh, it's a waste of budget, right? But yep. I guess as uh, SEO, as you're not the one who's telling Google what keywords you want to target, but it's Correct. rather Google picking up the keywords from, uh, from your website and uh, it's a different scenario here. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mazen. Uh, let's try to let's try to summarize this discussion. If I'm a business owner listening to this conversation, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, but let's try to give them some easy takeaways they can uh, take out of it. And let's start with SEO is not dead. Uh, we still need to think of it. It's probably an important channel, and in the long run, it can do a lot for every business. So, what do I do to make it right for me? Um, start by using a, a good platform. Um, start by planning at least uh, a, a fresh piece of content uh, on a periodic basis. So again, at least one blog post every month or two would be good enough. Put on, in terms of the website's content, think about your target audience and write the content for them. Have the right measurement tools in place installed from the start. I think those are the basic things that you can in incorporate and implement from the start that when you decide to be more serious about your SEO efforts, they would be very helpful and provide the solid ground for you to build up, uh, to build on. I think this is a nice wrap up. Uh, guys, again, the tools we mentioned during, during the episode will be mentioned in the, in the episode show notes. Mazen, thank you very much for this practical guide to the business owners. Uh, I hope it will be useful for them. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Lucas. This was the Dubai Business Podcast produced by Jayid. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and on social media at jayid.co slash podcast. That's J-A-Y-I-D dot co slash podcast.